This is Paul Blossom. I'm here broadcasting at WESU 88.1 FM here in Middletown, Connecticut. You're listening to Horizontal Power Hour, and today we are speaking with Chris Hennigan from the Wyndham Harm Reduction Coalition. Thanks so much for joining us, Chris. Thank you for having me, Paul. The Wyndham Harm Reduction Coalition is a volunteer-run community health organization in Willamette, Connecticut. Their mission is to empower and make a difference in the lives of drug users, commercial sex workers, and their partners and families through offering comprehensive user-driven harm reduction services, education, and training. Their organization remains unable to access Department of Public Health funding because of opposition from town officials and law enforcement to the HIV prevention service component of syringe exchange, which the agency offers. Chris will be talking with us today about the philosophy of harm reduction, understanding and reducing drug-related stigma and harm, and the work of the Wyndham Harm Reduction Coalition. And so I guess a sensible place to start is, could you tell us what harm reduction means? Sure. Uh, I can tell you a little bit about the the principles and uh, the general philosophy of harm reduction. Um, The the mission of our organization is um, to provide comprehensive uh, user-driven services um, to uh, commercial sex workers, uh, drug users, and their partners and their families, which would um, prevent the uh, spread of HIV and other um, blood-borne illnesses. Um, harm reduction is, from a broader perspective, is a, is a philosophy. Um, it's an it's a approach to public health. Um, it's a set of practical strategies that reduce um, the negative consequences of drug use. Um, it incorporates a, a spectrum of strategies from uh, safer use to managed use to abstinence and um, Harm reduction really, as uh, the fundamental philosophy of harm reduction, really is to meet drug users um, and sex workers where they're at and addressing uh, their con- the conditions of, of work and uh, drug use um, along with the drug use itself and see really what the needs of the individual are and how the health needs of the individual can be met when, uh, in a non-coercive, non-judgmental, stigma, stigma-free kind of way so that everyone can stay healthy and happy. So can you talk a little bit about why harm reduction represents an alternative approach to the questions of drug use, to the questions of sex work, and the harms that are associated with those things, and, and what the potential is for sort of changing the paradigm? Sure. I'm going to take an, an, an optimistic stance here, and I'm going to first respond to that question by saying I believe that the paradigm for um, addressing the health needs of drug users and sex workers is changing um, nationally and internationally, um, though there is a lot of work on the policy front that needs to, um, that still needs to be done. You know, harm reduction um, and, and, and using the language harm reduction within um, public health circles or within um, uh, clinical settings, clinical drug treatment settings, um, it carried with it a lot of stigma and actually the, the, um, the very philosophy and fundamentals of harm reduction has always kind of stood at contextual odds with with the way um, we treat the the health needs of uh, drug users in this country, in which um, you know we kind of have that um, just say no Nancy Reagan era kind of failed war on drugs kind of mentality and speak and uh, and and that ideology has kind of shaped the the programming and the health services for drug users, and so those are primarily abstinence based drug treatment programs. Um, and at, when you think about um, drug use and abstinence from drug use. That's not really a harm reduction approach. If a drug user is choosing to abstain from using drugs, then that's a that's a choice that they're making in their own life. However, if a drug user is choosing to use drugs, that's where harm reduction comes in and says, well, we're going to ensure that if you're using these substances, you do um, know how to use them safely so that you can uh, avoid infection. 
you do um, have access to the equipment you need to use these drugs safely, be it um, sterile injection equipment, and to push policy further, we're not there yet. But you would also have access to the spaces in which the use of these substances would be stigma-free, um, and that would ensure that um, you would not be doing any harm to yourself or others while using, uh, while using substances licit or illicit. So what's the problem with the stigmatization of drug use? How does that impact the harms that come along with drug use? Sure, that's a, that's a good question, Paul. When you go to seek health services if you're a drug user in this country, basically when you out yourself as a drug user in this country, because of the punitive approach to treating drug use in our society in this country as opposed to the public health um, approach, which harm reduction advocates and, um, you know, um, opponents of the drug war are, are pushing for. Um, when you go into, um, you know, your primary health care provider or your um, uh, local health clinic and you say to, to, the, to, the, um, <clears throat> to the clinician there that, that you're a drug user, when you, when, you, when you openly say that in our society right now, you, you're, you're putting yourself at risk of losing a lot of personal um, liberties. You're putting yourself at risk of losing, first and foremost, your freedom, possibly, you know, your housing, your, your, the custody of your children. There's a lot of um, stigma that comes with, um, with saying, I'm a drug user and these are the, the, um, these are the health services that I need in order to, make, um, to stay healthy and, and survive. Um, you know, one of the things that harm reduction programs do is, is um, they create uh, a safe space for somebody, a stigma-free space um, that kind of works to undo all that drug-related stigma and harm that uh, uh, exists in our society right now. So when um, a person comes into a clinic, um, you know, the only way to be able to uh, accurately assess and, and treat the health needs of an individual who is using drugs is to know as much about that individual's drug use as possible and for that individual to feel comfortable sharing that information with the, the um, service provider or the people working on the syringe exchange or wherever, the outreach worker, whomever it may be, um, without fear of, um, you know, losing their freedom, losing their housing, losing the custody of their children, whatever it may be. So you mentioned before abstinence and abstinence-only education. Probably most of our listeners are most common, uh, are used to hearing the idea of abstinence-only education coming with sex education um, and the problems of abstinence-only education. I'm wondering, first, if you think that the same type of critiques of abstinence-only education can be brought to the question of drug use and whether or not we should not be teaching abstinence-only education in school. Um, but maybe more of a bigger question than that is... Um, Really, you know, a lot of times people that teach safer sex practices, people that do condom distribution are charged with promoting sexual activity, of promoting um, riskier behavior that then people think is okay because they have a condom. Um, and I'm wondering how normally you respond to what I would imagine are some of the similar critiques that are brought on to the syringe exchange movement. You know, um I would I would uh, respond to that question. I think people within the harm reduction movement do do respond to it in the same way that people um, who have um, you know been doing um, safe sex education and condom use education have responded to it over the years. And it's really simple. It's just you know nice people use drugs and nice people have sex, and everybody deserves to stay safe and healthy regardless of what behavior they're they're engaging in. And drug use and, and sex is a part of our society. It's something that. Just about everyone is doing at one point in time or another in their lives um, sex more so than drugs, but some folks sex and drugs. And that the argument that um, you're um, 
condoning the the behavior of of drug use or you're condoning the the behavior of um of sex is you know people are going to have sex and people are going to use drugs and it's not about um condoning or condemning the behavior it's just making sure that people stay safe and healthy while engaging in those behaviors one of the principles of anarchism i guess you could say is the philosophy of direct action which is sort of just the idea of seeing a problem and taking it into your own hands to stop it i'm wondering if you see syringe exchange philosophy is sort of being in line with that idea of direct action and how that is important or not to your work. Absolutely. I think that um, if you look at the history of syringe exchange um, in this country um, and if you look at the history internationally, um, well, here in Connecticut, I guess we'll focus. Um, it was syringe exchange program started as, uh, you know, giving out syringes started as an act of direct action by AIDS activists, by ACT UP. And, um, you know, ACT UP, um, the, the reason that, um, no, we have Ryan White, um, Ryan White funding for HIV um, services now is because of ACT UP. And that ensures that any individual, no matter what their socioeconomic status is in this country, will have access to um, antiretroviral treatment drugs if they are living with HIV or AIDS. Um, and so definitely, definitely um, there is an, an element of direct action involved in uh, the harm reduction movement, and there continues to be. Um, as you can see now um, in Willimantic, uh, we have a um, local law enforcement and town officials who have said absolutely not to syringe exchange programming. And um, we continue on... Um, the generosity of private donations and uh, the laws in the state of Connecticut um, allow us to continue without being prosecuted. However, um, there are other parts in the country um, and other syringe exchange programs in the country and other people um, providing harm reduction services um, whom are doing it more underground and whom are, you know, facing, uh, whom would be facing um, some pretty um, heavy charges and heavy sentences if they were um, if they were um, ever to be arrested or convicted, but they're doing it because, you know, it is, um, it is necessary. Like you said, it's, it's, it's a direct action to ensure um, disease prevention. And, uh, and it, it's direct action to say that, um, that everyone, every human being has the right to live um, disease-free and without stigma. And so absolutely there is an element of direct action within the um, harm reduction movement and continues to be here in Connecticut. Chris, could you tell us a little bit about the policies towards harm reduction and syringe exchange that Connecticut currently has? Absolutely. Let's um let's I guess I'll start by talking about the um the current climate of uh harm reduction and or syringe exchange as an HIV prevention uh service component within uh the state of Connecticut because uh here in Connecticut, there is very favorable legislation supporting syringe exchange programs. Syringe exchange is, is legal in, in the state of Connecticut. It is legal to distribute as many syringes as you want and to carry as many syringes as you want on your person. Um, in 2006, the paraphernalia laws in the state were amended to also make immune from prosecution any individual who was carrying any other equipment that was intended for injection drug use. That's cottons, cookers, ties, everything that, you know, drug users really need to, to, um, stay, uh, stay safe when engaging in, uh, the, the high risk behavior of drug use. However, um, out in Willimantic where we operate, the way, um, syringe exchange programs are licensed right now in the state is the licensing is seeded out to um, the counties in which they operate. So the authority to govern syringe exchange programs is ceded to the counties in which they operate. 
each county has the power to say, sign off and say, yes, we will allow this particular program to operate within our county and or a municipality such as Willimantic, Connecticut, can try to block a program from operating. And that's kind of the situation that we're seeing here in, in Wyndham. Um, we're working to change that, but that has kind of affected the, the way in which um, we do um, deliver harm reduction services. Um, I would say that we're a harm reduction program, not a syringe exchange program, um, because uh, we do continue to face policy barriers from town officials within the municipality of Willimantic, Connecticut, pertaining to the administration of syringe exchange services. And so the reason that's happening is because town officials see creating barriers to our program being able to obtain a syringe exchange license as a barrier to actually our program being able to operate. Could you tell us a little bit about the day-to-day operations and activities for syringe exchange services that the Wyndham Harm Reduction Coalition has developed? We have been operating since um, 2009. We started operating to address a deficiency in HIV prevention services to drug users and sex workers in Wyndham County, and that was that there was no syringe exchange um, because Wyndham County is the only county, and Willimantic is the only municipality within the country to ever close a... um, State Department of Public Health funded syringe exchange program because of public opposition. Did you say it's the only one? The only one. Wow. Um, so we've we've kind of like you said we've remained more underground and we're kind of we're coming up now as a program and, and um, we're we're um, you know we, we're a nonprofit we have an office we um, it, it started as just delivering syringes out of the, the trunks of our cars and um, it was really what you would call a a peer uh, distribution model or a secondary exchange or a secondary syringe distribution model in which uh, it was run pretty much entirely by um, the individuals within the um, injection drug using network in in, uh, Wyndham County. Um, They would uh, get syringes from uh, volunteers with the Wyndham Harm Reduction Coalition and then they would then distribute the syringes and then they would bring them back to us for uh, safe disposal. We are currently serving the uh, the health needs of uh, almost uh, 70 individuals um, disproportionately affected by poverty and at high risk for HIV um, in uh, Wyndham County. Um, of those of that population of individuals, um, the majority of those individuals do um, do live in, in uh, Willimantic, Connecticut, and our volunteer base is from Willimantic, Connecticut, and that's kind of why um, we've chosen Willimantic as a as a place for for operating the program. We're open on uh, Mondays and Wednesdays and Thursdays from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., so we're open nine hours a week. And we do everything from syringe exchange to uh, drug treatment advocacy to um, health referrals to other services, be it uh, mental health or housing referrals or um, additional case management. Um, We do not provide any of those services, but we do provide referrals. Our volunteers do a lot of community workshops and trainings on the importance of harm reduction as a way to uh, maintaining a safe and healthy community, as a way to keeping improperly uh, discarded syringes out of public parks, and, you know, as a way of reducing um, law enforcement's interaction with drug users, as a way of reducing needle stick injuries um, in the field by law enforcement. Um, so there's we do all sorts of things um, that all kind of fall under the... Uh, the broad uh, umbrella of, of harm reduction. And I think primarily, you know, our volunteers are, are there because um, their, their heart is really in the work and um, they are into uh, making our community a safer and healthier place for everyone to live and they are into doing that without um, stigma or judgment against any particular person. 
I was wondering if you'd be cool talking about your own personal experience a little bit and just trying to figure out where where you come from in this work and also why this is the type of work that you chose to do. What drove you to harm reduction work? It's important um, to me as a member of my community. Um, when I uh, when I moved um, to Willimantic in uh, 2009, or when I returned to Willimantic in 2009, I, uh, I had a job working as a case manager. Um, and at that time, I was seeing um, several um, individuals who were uh, injection drug users, and they were um, reporting uh, extreme difficulty in uh, obtaining um, sterile injection equipment and um, reporting um, that they uh, were often um, engaging in uh, extremely high-risk behavior, sharing syringes, using syringes uh, multiple times. Um, I saw several very... Um, very um, very nasty infections, abscesses, um, wounds that all were a result of um, unsafe injection practices because drug use in our in our community was um, so stigmatized. And so, I just uh, at that point in time got together with a few other individuals in the community who had a similar concern, and um, we uh, we formed the Wyndham Harm Reduction Coalition um, to address the deficiency in HIV prevention in our community because of the stigma that was associated with um, drug use in, in Willimantic, Connecticut, um, and uh, the stigma that was put, um, that the stigma that came to the community as a result of um, the media um, reporting on Willimantic, Connecticut as Heroin Town, USA, um, which it is not. And uh, so that that really um, that really hurt our community and um, and created a Made it made it very difficult for um, for uh, drug users to take care of themselves and to ensure that their their um, health needs were met and that they wouldn't be sick. So Chris Hennigan from the Wyndham Harm Reduction Coalition, thanks so much for joining us. If uh, our listeners want to find out a little bit more about your your group and maybe even how to get involved or at least in the very least to contact you, how could they go about doing that? You can give us a call at our office at 860-234-7313 or send an email to Wyndham Harm Reduction Coalition at gmail.com. And if you are in the um, Wyndham Willimantic area and would like to volunteer with our program, we would love to have you. And if you're interested, you can check out the uh, National Harm Reduction Coalition's website. It's uh, harmreduction.org, and there's anything and everything you could want to know about harm reduction on there, from uh, resources for drug users and sex workers to resources for community organizers to starting harm reduction projects to um, lobbying for favorable legislation that supports harm reduction projects. So that's, that's about it. Thanks so much again for joining us. Thank you, Paul.